Somebody's going to go bridge here. It's better time. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Gombridge Podcast, episode 79. My name is Andrew Gardner, joined alongside by Alex Clausen and Steve Brady. Boys, how are we doing today? You know, there's been opening days where I've been better. There's been opening days that have been worse. There have been opening days that didn't exist. This would probably fall into the opening days that I'm not so happy about. You know, but... It's a 162 game season for a reason. You lose, you you weren't going to go 162 anyway, and oh, anyway. Yeah, might as well get it right away. Yeah, get it out of the way early. Get it out of the way. First loss hurts. Get it out of the way early. It's kind of a bad beat watching the Sox for five hours today or whatever it was, four hours, and losing in the 12th inning to the Yankees. And as an even deeper shove into my chest with the dagger and Marwin Gonzalez scored the winning run against us. Like Clausen said, there's been better opening days. There's been worse opening days and above all else, there's been opening days that didn't exist And this. At least we have an opening day, you know, at least baseball's here. Season started. Oh, and one, let's just win the series, get out of the Bronx two and one. That's, that's my, that's what I got for the intro right now. It was, uh, I don't know about you guys, reminiscent of a game four years ago against the Tampa Bay Rays opening day where had control most of the game, and then the bullpen blew it late, and you lose the opener. Although, this is the second year in a row. We were recording like right after opening day, and I think I used the same line last year, and I'm going to use it again. The Red Sox, their four World Series championships this decade, they've lost – three of those opening day games. So it's, it's kind of like a good thing. Honestly, it's a good omen. You want to lose today. You really, you really, I don't know why we were rooting for them to win anyways. Yeah. You want to front load the losses right. that way. When it gets to the back end of the season in the postseason, you've already used up all your losses. You got no more losses to use. Uh, that seemed to work last year. Uh, people forget. Actually, I don't think people forget because it sucked, but we got swept by the Baltimore Orioles last year to start the season that was horrible far worse than this i mean it, it stings at yankee stadium but um there, there's there's definitely a, a lot to break down from this one game though i will i will say that yeah, a lot of positives good amount of negatives but <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna break it down should we just get into it start let's get into it beginning of the game yeah, so actually, let's do a quick rundown of uh, how the in-season episodes work because, you know, I don't think – well, I know for a fact we have new listeners since last season. So usually what we do uh, is we'll do game recap, series recap, whatever. Um, usually we still rip one episode a week during the season, although every once in a while we'll we'll push out a second one when we have the time or something happens. And then we got some – segments not new segments but reoccurring segments that uh pop up during the season alex core impact player of the week is back yep today will be alex core impact player of the day the day yes a-c-i-p-o-t-d yes and then we've also got make baseball fun again that's a hit or miss segment that is that is and i'm trying to think what else we had stevie locks for a little bit last year that was short-lived yeah, more like Stevie wrong every time. 
I was I thought I was Andrew Locks last night, and I went zero for three on the the Carabas DraftKings parlay. He told you I did not like that parlay. <laughs> I texted him and I was like, "Yo, parlay went zero for me." Three. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, I, I went in on your parlay tonight on DraftKings and went zero for three. Off cough, then me ten dollars, bro. <laughs> um, and then yeah, I mean we, you know still have some other stuff to talk about questions, stuff like that. So overall tough one, six to five loss in extra innings. We'll just go through the game. I mean, from the start, I was feeling pretty confident. Garrett Cole is such a clown, such a fraud. I know he misses his spider tack. I wasn't worried about it coming into the game. And uh, the Red Sox quickly proved that I was, I was right. I mean, five bat first five batters got on and they were all, Hard hit balls, the ones that were base hits. Um, Garrett Cole, I think he's just kind of a coward. I've said in the past, he's just a mental midget and hates playing the Red Sox. So I expected him to to falter a little bit this game. He did, you know, to his credit, the little credit that I am willing to give Garrett Cole. He settled in after the first inning. But, I mean, the Sox got to him early, got up 3-0. Top of the first. That was cool. Short-lived, but Clawson. Did you see the beginning of the game? Yes. Yeah, so. Bottom first. That Devers, that was a fucking bomb. That was a a a bomb. Yeah, that was a nuke. So I was was sitting in the radio station uh, from one to three. Um, So I had the game up on my laptop and I was watching and who was it? Kike walked on four pitches and we had just started our show because it started at one. And I was like, oh, Garrett Cole, he's back, walks Kike on four pitches, Devers next pitch. I think I let out like a literal squeal when he hit that ball. I was like, holy shit, that was a bomb. And First then pitch swinging. First I pitch mean, you saw. The one place you don't leave a ball for Rafael Devers is 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 up. And we'll get we'll get to the whole Xander Endeavors contract thing. I'm sure we'll get to that at some point later in the episode. But like right there, that's that's Rafael Devers saying, "Pay me, pay me my money." He's to, he 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 deserves it. What what's he say? I play baseball and hit bombs. He, yeah, he's like, I play baseball for the Red Sox. I get paid to do it, and I hit bombs. Life's pretty good. <laughs> Kid at heart. Just needs to pay him a little more. Or and then. Yeah, Xander missed a home run by 10 feet. JD doubles, and I forget what Verdugo did next. Either walked or something. And then... I think he had a was, single. I think you're right. And then, yeah, 3 nothing. And, uh, yeah, offense went kind of cold from there on out. Yeah, like I said, Garrett Cole settled in after the first inning. But so did Nate, more or less, because in the bottom of the first, obviously... Rizzo hit kind of a nuke off Nate. Judge hit a, I think, leadoff single. And then, you know, Nate settled in a little bit more. How do they, uh, how do they tie the game up? 3-3 was it another home run by Stanton. Yeah, so the stupid-ass short porch. Yeah, that ball I, was 10 feet off the ground the entire time. I think I saw the launch angle was 15 degrees on that. That's ridiculous. I mean, super, super low. Smoked it. I think the exit velo was... 116 yeah that boy's that strong absolute piss missile i saw that like even off the bat you're like oh 
uh, who's playing right? Jackie Mike has sat in right and just keeps traveling, traveling. Gone. You know, it is what it is. The Yankees hit two home runs today that were exclusively out of all 30 MLB ballparks would have exclusively only been home runs at Yankee Stadium. The Rizzo home run would have only been No, the Donaldson home run. Oh, yeah. Or not Donaldson. Uh, uh, LeMahieu home run. Yeah, DJ. Was also a short port shot. But I will say, if that's karma for having Fenway keep a couple Stanton balls out in the wild card game, so be it. Yeah, I mean, that's... Something that you you gotta love about the MLB, as opposed to any other professional sports league, is that all the stadiums are different dimensions, and I think that's something that makes it super cool. You have some stupid shit in Yankee Stadium, like the short porch. Shout out to the hill that used to be in center field in oh, I missed the hill. in Houston. That was bananas. So, you know, you just kind of have to deal with it. People are gonna get mad every time it doesn't work out in your team's favor. It's just the way it is, though, and I think it'd be worse if all the stadiums were the exact same generic white bread and, like, Great American Ballpark Stadium, whatever. I agree. I agree. In fact, I'm going to give a little shout-out to this account I found on Twitter today, which is a pretty cool account. It's called Would It Dong, and uh, awesome name, by the way. In fact, they have T-shirts. Uh, it says, Ask Me About My Dong, with a baseball diamond behind it, which is I'm a fan of that. Pretty That's pretty funny. funny. Um, but it shows you where the ball was hit and how many ballparks it would have gone out of, which is pretty cool. And who hit it, launch angle, all that kind of fun stuff, if you like stats like that. So short porch comes into play, as it always seems to do when the Red Sox play the Yankees. Yeah. And yeah. So at this middle point, in, middle we're, innings yeah. were, were quiet. Boring. Were quiet ish yeah so cole only goes four and i i mean i guess i guess that's because of the short spring trying to limit his arm a little bit but i mean he only threw 68 pitches i believe he was at that point kind of cruising he, he was looking better yeah oh you're talking about nate no nah, i was talking about cole oh yeah no i don't even want to give garrett cole any more credit no credit no more like, credit. yeah sure cole. he settled in after the first inning he pitched pretty well overall, I guess. But uh, Nate also pitched pretty well. Five or three over five isn't greatest. It's not a quality start, technically. Um, he had seven strikeouts. Just goes to show that he is, in fact, turning into more of a strikeout pitcher, as he probably should be, because he throws a 1,000 miles per hour with some disgusting stuff. Yeah, so tough stuff there. And yeah, I mean, this is just uh, we we were confident in the bullpen in the the preseason episode last week. It, I mean, I'm not. I don't want to be the guy. Actually, I'm not going to be the guy who makes overreactions to one game because it's a very long season. But I mean, after that one, the bullpen. Uh, I don't know. It scares me a little bit. I think not having Taylor and not having a healthy Barnes is not great. I think once these guys find their roles, because it seemed like Cora was just throwing guys in, he didn't really seem to have a plan when he brought those guys out. I mean, he put Cutter Crawford out there in the 11th, and he probably – That's what I mean. But, like, like, you go – like, the the only 
strategic move that I saw was you go Evaldi to Whitlock, which is the right move. And then from there you go, correct me if I'm wrong, you went, who'd you bring in after that? It was Evaldi, Whitlock, Strom. Strom. Uh, and then you go. Diekman, Brazier, Crawford, I believe. Did I miss someone? No, I think that was it. Oh, like, sorry. Strom, Strom Robles. Robles looked Strom. fine. He looked good. He probably, Whitlock looked really good up until that home run. I mean, yep. again, that's a double in any other ballpark. So I, yeah, I mean, here's the th- it will, it happens. Whitlock, you like X said, I think during the broadcast, you think Whitlock's invincible at times. Like that's gonna happen. He's gonna get got eventually. You know, everybody gets got. He did look good overall. Robles probably looked overall. I don't, I don't think he looked better than Whitlock, but he looked better than everybody else. I mean, ideally, you don't want. Whitlock throwing 38 pitches in the opening game. He's probably, I would think, done for the series in New York now. For sure. Um, I think that was always the plan, though. He's just going to be ready for the Rich Hill start in four days. Okay. Days yeah, I like, I, like the, I like the idea of that. Um, but I was listening to WEI on my walk home, actually, for I think they were talking about – yeah, they were, it was the sixth inning. And they were talking about how – you know, that's the spot for Josh Taylor is the bottom of the lineup. It was like Gallo who was up that inning. I think it was Gallo Hicks, uh, Higashioka. I mean, that's like the perfect spot for Josh Taylor to come in. And then it's like Whitlock seven Diekman or Robles in the eighth. And then Barnes theoretically in the ninth. And yeah, today it was just like a, I agree. It was just like picking names out of the hat for who's coming into the game. I think that we might end up missing Ottavino a little bit more than I thought we were going to. I had that same exact thought when Carter Crawford came in. I said, this would be a great spot for Adam Ottavino. Yeah. He was dealing against the, whoever the Mets played the other night, the Braves, I think. I think it was the Nationals. Was it the Nats? Yeah. He was, he's, his slider looks like Adam Ottavino's slider. So I think we're going to miss him a little bit. Bullpen was a little shaky. Lineup kind of went cold. Trevor Story went 0 for 5 with three strikeouts in his debut. Not great. He looked a little over, over anxious, I guess. Like he was jumpy at a lot of stuff, over aggressive. I know a lot of people are saying that uh, that has a lot to do with his shortened spring training. He didn't get a ton of at bats. He got a very small at bats in spring. So he's going to settle in. If you don't worry about Trevor Story for the first game. Clausen? Something I would like to point out, something that I think I noticed is that the short and spring training definitely affected how this team ran. Story, you know, going over five, and then you have Cora's handling of the bullpen, throwing in all these new guys who don't really have assessed roles yet, where I think you look at the Yankees, who are pretty much turning over the same roster, mm-hmm. minus Sanchez, Glaber, and... That's pretty much it. Or, Those or are only GL. Yeah, or so uh, I guess Brett Gardner's not there anymore, but who cares? Who cares? Uh, so I think when you take a team, I think the teams that didn't make very many adjustments over the offseason will in the short run benefit over the short spring training because they can pick up where they left off and they don't have to remanage their entire roster. But I think where the Red Sox brought in a bunch of different pitchers 
couple different bats into the lineup. You know, I thought the, the offense was fine. You know, you put up five runs in a game. I think you should be able to win that game. Um, today was not the case, but I think that when you look at where things went wrong, it was all in guys who were new and Cora managing new situations. So I think that's where I think the Red Sox are going to be fine in due time because they're going to figure it out. But that's where they lose the preparation in a shortened spring training. I agree. I mean, it's another weird year. We've been on three straight weird years where it hasn't exactly been how, you know, the offseason process is supposed to work. You know, there was COVID, there was a the lockout, there was COVID again last year. Like, it's just, it's been weird the last three years and guys have had to adapt. And I think that leaves things to be quite variable when it comes to the season. Um, but Steve, quickly getting back to your point on story. Uh, I was thinking back to the last big, big hitting free agent that we signed, who's J.D. Martinez. And 2018, you know, he is basically the missing cog for that Red Sox team to win the World Series. You know, you're missing the DH in 2017 without Ortiz, and you're trying to figure it out. And J.D. comes in, fits like a glove, sales grit. You know, everyone knows what happened that year. But the one thing I remember about J.D. was he got off to a very slow start. And I don't know if that's, you know, just trying to – adapt to a new team i don't know if it's you know sign this big deal and you're you're pushing a little bit too hard uh so i could see that happen for story jd in his first nine games with the red Sox in 2018 222 batting average 13 strikeouts one home run six rbi two doubles eight hits and a 692 ops so again through the first week and a half two weeks of the season jd was cold don't be alarmed if that happens to trevor's story too yeah it's like i said it's nothing to worry about and then another point quickly on story before we move on to another thing i believe it was actually i'm not even gonna say who it was on twitter because i don't remember and i don't want to give anybody credit for something they didn't say but there is a report that story is probably going to see more days off towards the beginning of the season to kind of account for the fact that he had a short, short spring training, even if it was a shorter spring training in general. So if story, if you think story's taking more days off than you would have expected him to, that's the reason why we're just going to try and ease him in to the entirely new organization. He's played one place his entire career. He's just going to settle down. He'll be fine. I'm not worried about it at all. The other thing quickly, uh, just I like within the last minute, Catillo supplying us with some more info on this. Uh, I was a little bit worried about Bogarts leaves the game. Uh, I had thought he kind of jammed himself on that go-ahead RBI single, so I didn't know if that was like a, something happened with his hand. But I guess he pulled his hamstring too. Uh, so Bogarts from Chris Catillo 13 minutes ago. Bogarts says he's optimistic he can be in the lineup, but it wasn't a normal feeling. And then from one minute ago, does Bogarts think he can play tomorrow? Quote, I think so. If you ask me right now, yes. So maybe we see one day off for Bogarts tomorrow, but that's a, that's a sigh of relief right there. I don't think so. I think he comes back. I mean. You don't think it's a sigh of relief it. saying that? I mean, it's not good, but. Well, no, but I think that unless he did some more damage to his hamstring, just a little like hamstring tweak, you know, ran the wrong way, landed the wrong way. I'm not a doctor. 
But wait, wait, I, wait, 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 wait. You're not a doctor? Austin, you're not a doctor? You guys would be surprised to hear that I do not have my own medical practice. Wait, what? Yeah, the MD in front of my name doesn't stand for medical doctor. <laughs> what does it stand for? Medical drugs. drugs? What? So you're, <laughs> yeah, a pharma- uh, you're a pharmacist? Yeah, I'm a pharmacist. Oh, okay. I Why thought you were going. I thought you were going somewhere else with the MD. I'm not. Gonna so lie. did I. I had some things in mind. Yeah, me too. Like yeah, uh, I mean, Bogart, like 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 Jumbo Dong, but uh, another way to phrase it. Yeah, that's like, what I was thinking as like well. Like Danny DeVito. Yeah. Magnum Dong. Clausen, <laughs> <laughs> if you were a doctor, what type of doctor do you think you'd be? Oncologist. I don't know what that is. I don't either. I thought you were oh, gonna say something else. I did too. Well, yeah, I mean, there's the obvious answer. Oncologist is the study uh, doctor who treats cancer. Oh well. Yeah, uh, I would be, maybe it'd be like a maybe it'd be like an, an ear, nose, and throat doctor. An ENT. Yeah. Fun fact: Last summer, I had my uh, like checkup, like my doctor's appointment. They were like, "Your is nose is yes, thank you." They were like, your nose is super clogged. You ever have like trouble breathing? I was like, no, like fine. So they're like, oh, you should probably see an ENT though. So I go in there and he, uh, he's like, all right, uh, just gonna do like quick examination. Like nothing, nothing too crazy. And so he like tilts my head back and I thought he's just putting like nose drops in. Like, I don't know, like, I don't like lubricate the nose a little bit. Like, I don't know. It ends up being anesthetic nose drops. And so it goes down my nose, drips down the back of my throat. And I'm like, I'm like, I, I couldn't feel, I couldn't feel my whole throat. So I, I like, couldn't feel myself breathing. It was the, the weirdest feeling of all time. He's like sticking this like thing way up my nose, like up to my eyebrows. I like, couldn't feel it. Weird. So I have that's, a that's what story. you'd be, that's what you'd be dealing with as an ENT. Well, I have a similar story. I went to an ENT probably a little over a year ago because I was getting like very consistent nosebleeds. Like I would get <laughs> yeah. at least like 10 a week. 10 a week. Yeah. I remember those we'd be recording and you'd just be like, shit, I'm bleeding out of my nose. Yeah. Like I'd, I'd be like sitting, like there was one time I was at lunch last semester, uh, this semester. I remember that. started bleeding. Yeah. Get blood on my chicken sandwich. It was gross. All right. <laughs> but anyway, so I went to an ENT about it and, uh, they, they wanted to take a look at my nasal passage. So he decided to stick a scope in my nose, but he didn't, he didn't numb it like he did with you. So instead he just sticks it up. And I remember him saying, oh, this is interesting. And then putting the scope even further up my nose. And he, once you get into like really deep in your nose, you hit a lot of like nerves and stuff. So he hit the wrong nerve and I like my blood pressure bottomed out and I just passed out for a sec. This is interesting, and then I blacked out. Yep. <laughs> he said, yep. "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you to sleep real quick." Yeah, and then I woke up, and he took the scope out of my nose, and he was like, he, he was kind of, he was kind of laughing, like it was. He... It's like couldn't stay awake, bozo. <laughs> Can't handle the heat, pal. Pass out much? Jeez. Yeah, the doctor. Do I, the do doctor I need to send started... you to the the fucking kitty NT? Jeez. He started gaslighting me. <laughs> Wait, nice. so Gardy, did did you get cleaned out? <laughs> I don't I they just gave me nasal spray. Like that was the extent of it. He's like, you can use this if it if it becomes a problem. I think I used it for a week and, and sitting sitting in my room somewhere. It hasn't been touched. Oh. 
Nice. Cool. So, yeah. yeah, they gave me an they gave me an ointment to put in my nose. Wow. So you just kind of, do you have to like pick your nose with it like on your finger? I like put it on my my pinky and like put it I don't know maybe up to like the end of my nail and then I just like press it down on the inside of my nose. Huh. Oh, but he also he said that if I ever run out of ointment, I can just go to like Target and it's the same ointment that like breastfeeding mothers use when they're. Right. Okay. <laughs> Let's circle so, back. <laughs> This Let's is what he told me. This is this is I what mean, like, my life is an ENT. It's a lot of over under ointment and breastfeeding mothers talk was certainly not on the playbook for Gone Bridge today. I would whoever have put like, under. Whoever put like five bucks on that is a millionaire. Yesterday, uh, so I uh, I have this. I have so I'm an accounting major, and one of my professors, she. Every, all of our tests are on th- like Thursday nights, like late, like ends at nine o'clock. And so we had a test yesterday and she, our last test, she's like, you know, hyping up. She's like, I know you guys are going to have like a crazy night after the test. You're going to want to like blow off some steam, this and that. So my friend and I, we get in there and we're like joking around. And I was like, he's like, odds she mentions thirsty Thursday at some point while we're in here. And I was like, oh, I, I'm hammering the yes on that. She's going to do it. She's going to do it. So she's like, pass out the test. Doesn't say anything. Test starts, nothing. So I'm like, oh, man, she's actually not going to mention it. So I, I finished the test, handed in, grabbing my backpack. It was like right when the test ended. And I'm literally walking out the door and she goes, enjoy your thirsty Thursday. It's like, yes, she nailed it. Amen. Clutch. <laughs> clutch. Clutch with the nail. Uh, you know who else was clutch? Josh Donaldson for the Yankees drives in the run up the middle in the 11th inning. That's called a segue folks. Slowest um, hit ball in the stack cast era. The stack. Who, who, which one of you sent out the tweet about the stack cast era? Fuck the stack cast era. I hate I, the stack cast era. You hate it. Or you like, I it? hate it. I hate it. It's, it's stupid. It's small. It's like five years. It's stupid. Seven years. This is the seventh year. Oh, okay. Less than a decade, but yeah, I think it's stupid too. But so I guess, I don't know. Everybody knows how the game went. We lost five to four. We scored our fourth run. Six to five. Six to five. Six to five. It's a loss. Yeah, six to five. Six to five. It's a loss. Scored some runs and extras, but that's a given considering the fact that you start with a man on second. Can argue with whoever you want about whether or not that should be a rule, but it is a rule. Also we talked stupid. about it a bunch of times. It's not worth talking about again. Then we didn't score in the top of the 12th or whatever it was. The Yankees scored in the bottom of the 12th with uh, Josh Donaldson. So the way she goes, we used like a bunch of people in the bullpen. Like three, three of the hitters in our lineup. I guess JD did good too. Our lineup looked like half of our lineup looked good. The other yes. half didn't do anything. It was it was okay. Uh, what they have? We had nine hits today. Devers had one. Bogarts had three. JD had one. Verdugo two. Dahlbeck one. And Vasquez had one. I will say this. I. I just don't love having Arauz up here right now. We I need another outfielder. You need another outfielder. Clausen? I've been on the record to say I'm not an Arauz guy. You have. I, yes. I, I don't think he should be a be on the major leagues or playing nearly as much as he does. Um, but on the right, funny story, this is another segue, folks. On my ride home, I was listening to the game on the radio, and the radio station that was on was a Yankees broadcast. And it was a <laughs> – 
It was a man and a woman, and they were. Oh, it was John Sterling and Meredith uh, Marakovich. Sure. Yeah. Um, maybe one of the worst duos of commentary I've ever. Oh, okay. I'm actually gonna call you out on that. They're like, maybe it's from, maybe it's because I'm from Connecticut, and like whenever the red, like I I don't get the Boston feed at home. But John Sterling, that was the guy who no, called no, no. us. It, it was a it was like a Yankees broadcast. Yeah, yeah. John Sterling, I, I think is a, I don't think he's that bad. He's a decent. I don't guy. know, but they just were like the 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 audio was good, but the organization of it was very poor. Like Fair. I forget I how she pronounced it, but when Arouz was on second, she was like, "Oh, there's like," I forget how she said it, but it was like. Oh, like Ariz is on second, and he was like, "Who?" And he was, she was like, "Oh, like Jonathan Jonathan Ariz is on second. And he was like, "It's Arouz." Right. As a, as a, I was like, as, like I, I was like I was listening to it with my mom, and she goes, "Wow, she really butchered that one." As a, as someone who's broadcasted a fair share of sports games this past year, the one thing you got to know is how to pronounce the players' names. And if your partner you're doing the game calls you out on it, like that's just tough. It's tough. Clown look. I the worst worst mispronunciation name I ever had was UNH basketball game. I was doing the radio for it. Their head coach's name is Bill uh, Harrion, and uh, I'm not gonna lie, didn't really prep too much for this game. I was like, the Wildcats are coached by Bill. And I look at the last name, I'm like, shit. I don't know. I like, so I said heroin by accident. Yeah. Swear to God, not great. What was his actual name? Harrion. Harrion. So I switched like the I and the O. Well, can't win them all. Can't that's, win them all. That's the, that's, uh, that's the theme of the episode. I think that's, that'd be a great title for the episode. Can't win them all. I found it. It was Susan Waldman. Oh, Susan Waldman. Yes. Yes. Where is Merida Marakovich? Is she? Oh, is she the sideline reporter for the Yankees? There's no way I'd ever know that. Not a big yes guy. No. Meredith Marakovich. Get it? She is the, the yes is yeah clubhouse reporter. So she's the Jemai Webster for the Yankees. Jemai Webster kills it. Love that guy. He's, he's awesome. I feel like we could get Jemai on the show at some point. That'd be cool. It's like the season starts. We have. Definitely less guests during the during the season, and I like think of all these great people we should have had over the barren wasteland of an off season we just had. Well, yeah, it's because they're just presented in front of us, and it's like, oh, you know what, that guy would be good. <laughs> then we forget, and, the, and then I we're like trying to make our list of like people we got to reach out to, and it's like we got a we got a shorter list than I was thinking. Got a shorter list. Um, all right, final takeaways. From today's game, we lose, not great. What's your what's your final takeaway? Final takeaway is that the bullpen needs to settle into their roles, as Clausen mentioned towards the beginning of the episode. I think that would greatly benefit us. I have a couple takeaways actually. We are missing the guys that are injured right now: Taylor, Barnes, Salem, Paxton, obviously, but like they don't even exist at this point. And story's going to be fine. We're going to settle in. It's going to be fine. Would have liked to see Nate pitch a little bit better. That that splitter to Rizzo just was terrible. 
Didn't split, Steve. It was 80, 82 miles per hour straight down the middle. And Rizzo, the vet that he is, just uncorked on it. Can't do that with a guy like Rizzo. He's just going to sit back on it and hammer it. And he did that. So my takeaway is, you know, two more games in the Bronx. Let's win the next two. Huh? How about that? Uh, Chris Christie said earlier today that there's, quote, no sticky shit in New York City today, and there was no sticky shit in New York City today. Garrett Cole sucks. Uh, send Arauz down immediately. And this team's going to be fine. You know, they're going to settle in. Give them, you know, maybe the first month will be a little tough, but I think that this team is going to be, I think last year, this was a first-half team. I think this year it's going to be a second-half team. Because I think second half you're going to get everyone healthy. Everyone's going to have their role. You're just going to start churning away. So I'm not worried. Go sucks. I'm not worried. Who's worried? It's one game. It's one game. We got swept by the Orioles. This team will be fine. I got two takeaways uh, from this game. Actually, one from the Yankees side of things and one from the Red Sox side of things. I mean, I, I agree with everything you guys said on the bullpen. Starting rotation, completely second that. Um, lineup's got to be better with runners in scoring position. Just two for 12 today with runners in scoring position. Uh, what is that? That's like, uh, like a 160 or 150 batting average. Like 116. Let's see, it is uh, 166. That's pretty bad. Uh, definitely got to improve on that. And the other thing I wanted to say is I'm going to give the Yankees actually. No, I will. I'll say this. I know Donaldson and I know Rizzo are older. And I know Gallo is very boomer bust, but when those guys come up, they still scare me. They still scare me. I know we've talked about, there's a lot of what ifs about this Yankees team, but the top of the lineup, when it goes Donaldson, judge Rizzo Stanton, like that's, and then LeMahieu Gallo. Yeah. Like that's it's, it, they got a good lineup too. I, I, I mean, I will say, well, again, there's a lot of question marks with that, just like there's a lot of question marks with their pitching and our pitching. So it's going to be an interesting year. The AL East is going to be cutthroat. In fact, next thing that I want to talk about is uh, is kind of the, the look ahead for the rest of April. Yeah, is, so do you want to do Alex Cora Impact Player of the Day? That way we can yeah. highlight who played well and then do the look ahead? Yeah, well, that's a good idea. Let's do that. So presenting the Alex Cora impact player of the day. So see if we um, got, uh, you know, I think you could go with a couple guys. Devers, obviously, you know, came out hot. He overall, I'd say played well today. Bogarts obviously played really well today before he left. And JD even, you know, had a couple of good knocks in there. Clausen in the middle of my thing. What do you want? We, we may have a new, a uh, new group of listeners. Should we run down what the Alex oh, player of the week scale is? Good call. Give the people a friendly reminder. Sure. Good call. So, Steve, you want to? Yeah, yeah, sure. Alex Cora. So last year, I believe I uh, had the idea of instead of a series MVP or something like that, we would spin it into our own thing and create what is now known as Alex Cora Impact Player of the Week. Because we record every Friday, there's presumably, you know, one or two series that have happened in the week coming up to the episode. So instead of an MVP of the series or the week or whatever, I thought that who 
is more impactful than Alex Cora, right? Alex Cora comes in 2018, wins a nice, nice World Series, and then he, he's not there the next season. We're bad. He comes back. We're good again. Alex Cora is the most impactful anybody can possibly be for the Boston Red Sox organization. That being said, the scale that we use for the Alex Cora Impact Player of the Week is on a scale from zero to one. One being Alex Cora, because you cannot be more impactful than Alex Cora. So we rate people in decimals. You can give them any decimal that you want. You can do as many decimals as you want. And if you feel so inclined, we occasionally give people negative scores. But that's usually when something like, like there's an atrocious series, like the opening series last year, where we got swapped by the Orioles. We would give whoever pitched like dog shit, like a negative like 0.73 because they were just so bad. I'm trying so, to see, go back to old graphics from last year, who might have possibly go, uh, who got a negative, but go ahead. I'll see if I can try to find one. All right. There was a, there was this period where Garrett Richards got a couple negative ones. Yes. Angel Hernandez got a negative one too. Yes, that's right. Um, I would argue that. Yes. Yes. You're right. May 11th. Uh, we had a, terrible week steve you gave franchi cordero a 0.22 i gave josh taylor a 0.001 and clausen you gave angel hernandez a negative one and then the next week steve you gave garrett richards the score of good stuff which was where bring the good stuff was born uh i gave franchi's personal hitting coach a zero and clausen you gave jaron duran a zero what do they give duran a zero for i don't know I don't know either. Someone, the listeners gave Danny Santana 0.5 one week too. I'd also like to point out, oh, should we talk about Dan? Oh, wait, we should just, we'll talk about him later. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, before that I get into that my probably pick, the highlight of my week. <laughs> before I get into my pick, I would say that arguably Angel Hernandez is the, I don't know, the anti-Alex Cora, like the most impactful in a negative way that a, a person can affect the game of baseball. But anyway. I would say that the outcore impact player of the day has to be Alex Verdugo. He had a couple knocks today, RBI. He had a play in left field that was not routine, diving catch to save one run minimum, probably two runs. And he'd had another nice catch, I think, in the following inning. So Alex Verdugo, you are my impact player of the day. And I am going to give you a cool 0.71. Going to go with Garrett Whitlock because he came out of the pen and did his job. Had one pitch get away from him, but that's life. So with that, I'm going to give him a 0.63 because he only pitched a little bit, but he did his job and he did it well for the most part for the most part i am gonna second you on the bullpen pick clausen i think you can make an easy pick for devers or bogarts both good games but the guy who i thought looked very good today he did give up a hit but he came in in a clutch situation and did what he needed to do and that was to get guys out and that was hansel robles a little bit, uh, not, not the cleanest ninth inning of all time. You, you want to look at Mr. Clean? Wasn't exactly like that. Didn't have the bald head going for him. But it was a good ninth inning. 
got us out of there. Two strikeouts. And I'm also supplementing this by saying I think Hansel Robles is a guy who's going to make some good strides this year in the bullpen. And he might, might, might. I'm not going to say hot take, Steve, because I know you got to do a quick edit after this. But he might slide his his way into that eighth inning role and kind of be the Adam Ottavino of 2021, if you know what I mean. So Alex Cora, impact player of the day. My pick is Hansel Robles. I'm giving him a point five nine on the scale. I wouldn't say that's a hot take, but I would say that is a bold prediction. I don't think it's that bold. I mean, who, I guess you could say Brazier maybe fits that role better, but like if, if Barnes can't close, you're going to have to slide one of those guys to closer like uh, Brazier I don't know if you want Deekman closing I think if anything it should be Josh Taylor when he's healthy because I think that he just carries himself like a closer I think he's got like balls of steel like he's not going to get phased up there Matt Barnes at times looks shaky like he's nervous he's visibly nervous I think the batters see that he's not 100% confident and stuff at times and get more confident in their own ability to hit the ball but I think Josh Taylor is just stone face out there a scary looking dude that just has the intimidation factor and carries himself like a closer. So as long as he's actually pitching well, I think that like he, he could be a, a good one. I don't know if we have talked about this on the air, but you know, funny enough, who said last year who should be the Red Sox closer? Or who Josh said Donaldson. Josh Taylor? Josh, yeah. Josh Donaldson last year said Josh Taylor should be the Red Sox closer. Yeah, I agree with that. When he was with Minnesota. That's insider info, baby. The scoop from the Bridge Boys. We'll scoop. We, oh, we should we should use that more. The Bridge Boys. <laughs> bridge Boys. <laughs> I want. I don't want people thinking we're any younger than we actually are. Good point. The Bridge Men. Bridge Men. Jeez. The Jeez. Bridge Young Adults. <laughs> um. So yeah. So intellectual, quick. What intellectual bridge kids? Bridge kids. No. Um, all right. So we are in high school after all. We are. Yeah, definitely in high school still. Awesome. I'm going to need you to get a little closer here, Mike. Kind of quiet. Is that better? Yes. I got a hot take about Clawson. Yeah. I think home office Clawson produces better content. You think so? Why? I don't know. I just, I don't know what it is. The vibes are just different. I can't different. lean back. I can lean back here. I can't lean back in my apartment. Well, yeah, you, oh, you used to be able to, and then you changed the setup of your room. Yeah. I kind of shot myself in the foot there. Nice. Not actually not nice, but you know what I mean? Uh, so the look ahead, we're recording this on Friday. So it's 20 PM Eastern standard time. Good call, Steve. We got right behind the mic after the game ended. We've got two more games against the Yankees. 405 tomorrow, 708 on Sunday. I believe is that Sunday night baseball? Yes, it, it is. is. Sunday night baseball. It is Sunday night baby. baseball. And then the Red Sox board a plane from New York, going to Detroit, Michigan, taking on the Tigers. Some weird times in this series, which I actually don't hate. Five o'clock on Monday. One o'clock Eastern on Tuesday and Wednesday. Off day Thursday. I got a question. 
Sure. So we'll do an episode after that game on the Wednesday after the Tiger series. And then do we want to do an episode after that weekend too? Because we're going to opening day. Well, yeah. Yeah, probably. So maybe we'll hit in a, in a week and a half. We'll, or in two weeks, we'll hit, hit two episodes. Could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like it. Right. Tentative plan. All right. Um, yeah. We're going to be at opening day too. I think we mentioned this last week. Yep. Opening day at Fenway, we will be in the ballpark. So if you are there, we'll put something out on our social medias. Uh, come say hi. Love to, uh, to meet a few of y'all. It'd be cool. It would be cool. Hopefully we get to uh, interact with some other content people. I think we will, Steve. I think we will too. Nice. Um, so yeah, so then off that Thursday, next week, or the, the following week is four against Minnesota and three against Toronto at home. And then you got Tampa and then Toronto for four more. It is a cut a cutthroat April schedule. Yeah, but that's just the way it's gonna be. I, that's I know because the AL East is just so packed. It's like we're gonna be playing our division a lot, and if three out of the four teams that we play are even contenders, you could say I guess it's gonna be tough every every month probably. I feel as if. Last year at this time, when we did our preseason predictions last year, the Yankees were, I feel like, early favorites for the World Series at that point. Uh, it seemed as if the Astros had taken a step back. Didn't really know what we were going to get from the A's. The White Sox, we thought were going to be okay. But I feel like last year, I kind of looked at the AL as a whole, and I was like, it's kind of an open door. Like, the Sox team could could make a run at the World Series, which, you know, they they almost got there. They, they made a run. But I feel like the pool this year for teams that we've got to play is a lot tougher just because the American League's tougher as a whole and the, the NL is is a little bit a little bit easier this year, so to say. I would say the NL is top heavy. I agree. I think the that's kind of what I mean is that like we gotta play you you look at the schedule and like besides you know, we get Baltimore, thankfully, a lot this year. And then, you know, we'll get a series or so with the Guardians and the A's and the Rangers. But other than that, like, it's going to be uh, going to be a tough, tough year. And I – Rangers aren't bad. Their pitching's okay. bad. They're okay. They're Their okay. pitching's bad. The pitching's really bad, actually. The, the Angels are bad. We were actually talking on, on the radio today. Like, what two teams, one from each league – I'll actually just pose this question to you guys. What team in each league do you think like needs to take a step forward this season or else like, you know, things are going to have to change the Rangers, the Rangers. If they don't win a significant amount of games more than they did last year, they're going to start looking at the moves they made in the off season, all the money that they spent. And they're going to be like, shit, maybe we messed up and maybe we need to see if we need like a new coach, like a new manager or something in the front office needs to change. I don't know. I just, I just don't think they're a very well-run organization and there's going to be a certain point where you need to like, look at things outside of the lineup to try and fix, fix some stuff. And then for the NL, 
or if you have any rebuttals to the Rangers, go for it. Before I was just there. gonna say quickly, I think, I think they made those moves as like supplementary moves for the future, like with not so. I mean, Seager and Simeon aren't aren't supplementary guys, but I mean to just kind of have have a base, like base base moves, like uh, would they get? Why can I not think of the the big draft prospect that we wanted all lighter. year last year? Yeah, they got lighter. You know, they got a couple good prospects coming up soon so i kind of see it as that they got a dolas garcia a couple other decent players but i i i don't hate that pick i think there are there are better better picks though but who got limbo right now yeah yeah then for the nl i haven't really thought about it that much the d-backs i guess have been bad for a while maybe they need to trade Marte this season and just do full rebuild they just signed into an extension last week i know but like Still, like they're just so so bad, and then I don't know. I can't really. The Pirates suck big time. They're in full rebuild mode, so I don't know how much you could change there. In my eyes, it's not even really like the worst teams. Like the two teams I picked was the Angels because they've had this Trout, Otani, Cord, now Rendon, uh, Otani, Jones. They've had Adam Jones. Or who is the guy that went to the Orioles? Upton, yeah, Upton. Wait, Upton signed with the Orioles? No, I was thinking Adam Jones because he used to be on the Orioles. Oh, and then oh, oh. Upton, yeah. Upton got released. He got DFA, Upton got right? released. But yes, I don't know what's going on with him yet. But I think the Angels need to take a step forward this year. Or you start to look at them spending all these money on big hitters that has not resulted in them winning a playoff series. In I don't know if they've won a playoff series since they beat us in 2009, honestly. I don't think Mike Trout has ever won a playoff series. I don't think he's ever been in the playoffs. He's never been. He did play in the division series in 2014, but they got swept by the Royals. Mm. Um, And then in the NL, I said the Phillies. Mm. Phillies. I mean, they made a lot of moves. If they miss the playoffs again, especially with Dombrowski – Dude, yeah, they see, need to make the playoffs. I could see him like pulling some radical shit with that roster. They have a lot of good players. Dude, their lineup is stacked. I mean, it's it's real Muto, Hoskins, Segura, Gregorius, Bomb. And then you got Harper. You've got uh what's the guy's name? Mickey Moniac or something in center. Hey, Schwarber now. I don't know if you just said that. And then Schwarber and Castellanos. I mean, that's a stacked lineup. Stacked lineup. Yeah, and then they have Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola, Nola at the front of their rotation, even though Aaron Nola has been – he's gone from underrated to almost overrated at this point probably. Yeah, so the last time the Angels won a series was against us in 2009. They beat us in the ALDS, swept us, and then lost in the ALCS to the Yankees in six games. And real quick before Clausen gives us his picks, I think that if – I don't think this is going to happen, but if by some chance – the Padres missed the playoffs again. I think everybody's going to freak out. Good pick as well. I agree. Awesome. Uh, Gardy took my pick with the Angels, so I'll pivot a little bit and say the Yankees. I think I like if one too. the Yankees don't make it past the division series again, and it's the same culprits like Cole blows up, Stanton keeps striking out, you know, like they just keep having those same issues, then I think that's where – I would hope um, Cashman gets removed, Boone gets removed. They start playing 2022 baseball instead of like 2018 baseball. Um, and then for the National League, 
I would say the Mets because, and I think that the Mets have to be a competitive team. Here's the, here's the condition that I was thinking of is like, it's unfair to say like, if the Dodgers don't win the world series, they need to fix some things because it's almost impossible to win the world series every year or at least make it there every year. So to be hard on teams like that is hard to do, but I think where the Mets continuously sink so much money into free agency and then end up missing the playoffs or just being like a disappointing team, you know, whatever through injuries or something. I think that's where they have to look and say, you know, maybe this is like an upper management problem, or maybe this is like a, you know, our manager sucks instead of, cause they're, they're bringing in, they brought in Max Scherzer. He's the best pitcher in baseball. And if he sucks, then clearly there's an issue. I can see the Mets dealing DeGrom in the next like two years. Oof. I can see that being the case. I don't hate that. I don't hate that take. I don't hate it. Um, all right. Did you guys uh, – you see anything last night that uh, you thought was, was fun in the game? Um, not necessarily in the game, but more of surrounding the game, recent stuff. Like we've been getting a lot of tweets at us. So shout out to people that are tweeting at us uh, saying like that baseball content, Red Sox content in particular, there's just a, a ton of different podcasts and shows and blogs to choose from now. I think that's cool that there's just so much coverage on it. And I know for a fact that last night or yesterday, I think that it had like the highest opening day ratings in every like age yeah. demographic or something like that. Game. Yeah. So yeah. I think that was, that was cool. So it's like Carabas with his two new shows. Steve with his new show and you know, they got, you got us. There's just like a ton of, ton of like podcasts to choose from. And I think that's just cool that there's so many like diehard fans that are sharing like their experiences and opinions and stuff with everybody else. And there's just so much interaction on Twitter and stuff with other people like listeners and baseball fans. I just think that's like really cool. And I think that makes the sport a lot better. Yeah, I was actually, I guess I'll say this now, and then I do have uh, one thing I wanted to mention from last night. Um, one thing that I want to definitely, like, I think you can expect from us this year. Um, last year, obviously, was our first run at, you know, doing a full season of content and kind of, you know, we're we're still in college. This is not like a full-time job for us. So still, like, just trying to figure out how we wanted to go about things, you know, what we wanted to do, how to try to make things original on our own. Um, but this year, you know, I've had more time to kind of learn what to do. Um, so I think you can, you can definitely expect more coverage and stuff from us on, on Twitter, on Instagram, you know, more graphics and stuff. Uh, we've upgraded this, the kind of like the graphics stuff that we use. So it'll be higher quality than last year and look better. Um, so like, like today we put out a, put out a lineup card for the game, um, we're going to be doing look ahead graphics each week. I'm going to try to be putting out game recap videos every game. So stuff like that. And I think supplementing what you said, Steve, and um, just interacting with, with more other, you know, Red Sox content accounts on, on Twitter and stuff. I think, I think that's going to make it uh, an even better season and, you know, grow, grow who we interact with, interact with even more. And then on the field last night, the Padres, Six innings, no hit baseball. They blow the game in the ninth. Seth Beer, never heard of the guy. I'm not going to lie. Never heard of the guy. Hits a walk-off three-run jack on National Beer Day of all days. 
and the Diamondbacks upset the uh, Padres. Baseball is poetic. Uh, Something I enjoyed very much from yesterday was the Masters. Didn't watch much baseball yesterday, not going to lie. Watched a lot of golf. Second that. Shit was great. Mm -hmm. I forget what his name is. Uh, The guy that was leading yesterday. Oh, uh, Australian. Oh, M, yeah. Sure what his first name is. Uh, his first name is Sungjae. Sungjae M. His great round like yesterday. E-M. It's what? What's his last name? M? I am. I am. Yeah, so do you think his, his pronouns are like he, M? You know, Steve, I think you're onto something here. I think so, too. Who, uh... Anyway. <laughs> Scotty Scheffler had a he's he's leading by three strokes right now. Yeah, today was a bad day. Brayson DeChambeau, shocker, shot seven over. That dude, that dude sucks. Missed the cut by a country mile. Yeah. Um, Tiger Woods made the cut, I'm pretty sure. So that's great. Yep. Uh should be an exciting next two days for golf fans like myself and these other two. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm trying to find Tiger on here. So Tiger actually kind of rebounded towards the end. He Shot plus two today, but he's plus one. The course is the course is eating guys up this year. I mean, high is a pretty high cut line. It was plus four. Yeah. It was better yesterday. Like Tiger was one under yesterday. Yep. Uh M was five under yesterday. And then today, like you go down the list and guys were shooting like plus two, plus three, plus four. Yeah. And still making the cut. So I don't know if they just moved the T's today or what, but it was hard. Spieth and Kepka both also missing the cut, uh, Xander Shoffley, Freddie Couples. Why isn't Phil playing? What's going on with him? I don't think he Nicholson? made it. Did he get canceled for something? Is I don't that what th- I think so? I just don't think you have to qualify, right? If you're a past champion, it's an automatic qualification. Oh. Uh, why isn't Phil at the Masters? Uh, was Phil Mickelson was not disinvited? Oh. Uh, to, that would have been awkward. I guess. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I think he said something stupid. I'm not quite sure what. Um, Laying low. The why part is clear. His absence is because an upshot of his fiery, bombastic remarks and alleged conduct regarding the upstart Saudi back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you say something bad about that? He was um, uh, it was I for, well, there's like the Saudi league. I think he was just going off about like how bad. I don't really know. Nah, whatever. Yeah. Leave leave that off these airways. Um, um but who who did you Sorry, go ahead. Make golf great again. Who I forget who it was. Was it Gary Player that did the inaugural tee off? Oh, that was great. I love that. Yeah, not the greatest shot in the world. Almost fell over and then just gave a nice little leg kick to the crowd. Give the give the cut the man some slack. He's like eighty five. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, that doesn't matter to class either. (laughs) Yeah, you ageist. Yeah, it's because he's old. Think that guy still listens to the show? No, definitely probably not anymore. That other guy that sends his mean DM sometimes listens every week, and I think that he just likes to be mean to us. <laughs> Love it. Um, who, who did you guys – or who, who's your pick to win? 
I don't know a ton of golfers. I'm just rooting for Tiger. I'm on the uh, Joaquin Neiman train. He he uh, chipped in for Eagle yesterday. Yeah, yeah, that was insane. He's uh, I've always liked him. He shot. He's even through 17. He's in tied for second place. I threw a bet down that he was going to place in the top uh, 10 too. So I'm hoping hoping. What are the odds on that? Oh. It was – I did it yesterday. I was going to do it earlier in the day, and then he went on, like, a crazy run, and he was, like, second place. I was like, ah, the odds so definitely was got it a lot like, worse. like, plus 210 or something? Mm, I don't even think it was that good. It was only plus 130. Wow. Yeah. So, it is How much it you is. throw down? Only five bucks. Hmm. Uh, the Red Sox today were plus 155 on DraftKings. I ripped that so fast. I'm very disappointed that didn't hit either. Probably covered. Um, what? Said so, uh, the run line was probably half. Half. I don't know. I probably the, didn't even cover. Took the money line. Um, I threw down three bets though for the full season. Uh, I took the over on regular season wins, eighty-five and a half. Seemed like a low line. Seemed good. Seemed good. Uh, the odds for that were minus one fifteen. I also took on minus 115 odds. Raphael Devers hits more home runs than Aaron Judge, so we'll be keeping an eye on that this year. I like that. In the season today, what guard are you hit? <laughs> Give me – I only win eight bucks if that hits. But <laughs> I was going to say, you're going to win like eight bucks, but it's worth it. Yeah, and then my last one, I was looking – I mean, if you bet anywhere, they got a lot of like weird bets now. Like you can bet on anything. So uh, I was just looking at – something I can make money on one that I was confident was Corey Dickerson does not record his 1000th major league hit this year. How many away is he? He's got nine seventeen. He needs 83 more, but he has not played much the last three years. And looking at that Phillies lineup, I don't really know if he's going to break through into that. So we'll see. That'd be nice. That Those are my three bets for the year. What are the odds? The, the odds makers in Vegas for like, sitting around in their mom's basement at like four in the morning. And they were like, Hey, let's see if we can put money down on Corey Dickerson's thousandth hit. That's how they, that's Dude, how they launder the money. That's, that's what I mean. Like it, it could very well be like a play because nobody, nobody's going to pay attention to that stat. Right. So if they just like juice the odds and they put money down. Right. Gardner might've, might've put himself I'm, in a gold mine here. I might've people aren't talking about that. I'm, the, the Corey Dickerson train to not hit 1,000 has officially left the station, and I'm going to be riding it until October. You're the conductor, Gardy. <laughs> we're going to have we're gonna have, a, we're, we're gonna have a weekly Corey Dickerson uh, career hit update on the show now. Corey like Dickerson that. went 0 for 8 this week. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, baby. Gardy, how much do you win if you uh, if you if if that bet hits? Gardy's going to be like, oh, like six bucks. I <laughs> Not even. I bet five to win ten twenty five. So not to win, win, to pay, to pay. So you got to make that like five twenty five. Like put it into something like a celebration. Oh, like two Freddie wraps. What? Uh, what kind of like maybe something over the summer? You thinking? Yeah, I mean, you could put it towards your summer celebration fund. You hate talking into the mic, don't you? I was I was going to get something. It's more of a suggestion, not not like an absolute must for Clausen. 
He's like, like he's around here like, somewhere. He's like, yeah, I, I bought this, but like, hopefully it picks up from back here. Yeah, no, he's like a quarterback right that knows his wide receivers like really good. So he's like, I'll just throw it over there somewhere. <laughs> it's like Tyreek's got to be down there somewhere. Yeah, I'll catch it. Doesn't. I don't have my bike right. with me today. That's why it's all messed up. Um, speaking of summer celebration, is is there a way? Have you sparked yours yet, Clausen? Instacart is an online grocery delivery app that allows you to hand oh, it's a fine. variety of fresh fuck foods myself. Forget that ingredient. You need to make your famous dish while watching the socks, or you want to spark your summer celebration. Order through Instacart with delivery straight to your door in as fast as an hour. You can shop multiple stores, see details in your area. They'll help you save money, and every item is hand selected at the store to fit even the most specific needs, even those that are under five twenty-five. They always handle with care to make sure everything gets to you in one piece. Spark your summer celebration. Use the link in our show notes to help support the show and spark your summer celebration. Instacart. Never step foot in a grocery store again. Gaudi was was ready to woo before I was done. Woo! Uh, This week, the episode is also, the opening day episode is brought to you by Dick's Archaeology Services. You think you've got a dead dinosaur under your yard? Call Dick to come dig it up. The process is painless as Dick, the archaeologist, will come into your house, drill through your floor, and look for the fossil. He guarantees at least a 10% chance of finding something under your house. And pricing starts in the low 10,000s of dollars. Use promo code GONEBRIDGE at checkout for 1% off your order. Dick's, Dick's Archaeology Services. Who knows? We might find something. Who knows? I like that tagline. I feel like we should bring those back. That, that's the that's the OG fake ad. Who knows? We might find something. Who knows? We might. Um, we got uh got some quick questions. Then we can we can close out the knife here. Let's do it. Should we don't have many questions this week? I think we only have questions from Matt. Cool. I like Matt. I, I like I like Matt too. I like Matt too. Nice questions from Matt this week. If you could wear one pair of shoes every day, what would they be? Ooh, that's a good question, actually. One pair of shoes for every situation every day. I got these like, I don't even know what they're called. Clausen, if you if you have an answer, go before me. Well, this isn't really my answer, but I would say that I could pull the Robert Kraft route and wear Air Force Ones everywhere that I go. Business, pleasure, casual, funerals, weddings. Yeah. Anything. The man wears Air Force Ones. So if you could wear one pair of shoes every... So is this like a pair of shoes like we own or don't own? It It only matters. So to put my own spin on it, I would wear black Air Force Ones everywhere that I go. Okay. I do like that. Um, You like that? You like that? You like that? Walking around with Air Force Ones everywhere, I get some yeah. interesting looks. Clawson, when you attend my funeral, I I, I guess like, when you for, attend my funeral, <laughs> if you attend my funeral in like hopefully a very very long time, uh, you got to wear Air Force Ones. That's just the rule. Yeah, Cardi, you got to be On careful. On the record, now you're a jinx. All right, whoever dies. All right, here's the thing. Fuck. Whoever dies first. All right, we're gonna make this deal right now. Whoever <laughs> dies first, the other two have to wear black Air Forces to their funeral. Okay. Okay. Dude. Are you are you pay, whoever dies is paying though? Yeah, it's coming out of the will. You gotta put it in the will. <laughs> like you go 
Here's Is 200 bucks to steal to, <laughs> to the other two. We got to go. You, we each got to prep like our families for this and be like, hey, just a heads up. Uh, you're going to have two guys coming to you like hours after I die asking for like 200 bucks for uh, some black a funeral outfit. I feel like this is like our second week in a row talking about death on the show. Yeah, let's move past it. I, I mean, the sun's coming to get us eventually. We're just going to die anyway. Good point. It's true. Good point. Stocks lost game one, but the sun's coming. It doesn't matter. <laughs> sun's undefeated. <laughs> Trillion um, Lions versus the sun. I'm still taking the sun. Yeah. Trillion. Wow, the sun's the sun's not losing to anybody. And then the sun is undefeated. Yeah. Um, so my answer for this question, I... I've been rocking white Vans a lot lately. Yeah. It's a very basic shoe. A very, um, it's like the utility position of shoes. You can really wear them a lot. The only thing I wouldn't like about them is working out. I feel like that would be tough. No, I working work out in Vans is good. Really? I do all it right. all the time. And white Vans are my selection. Slip-ons or tie? No, no, tie. I was going to say either slip-on white vans which i rock frequently they get just so dirty so fast oh i know or um i really like reebok classics mm-hmm. so like a white pair of those or i also i don't have these but like the cream colorway i kind of you big that. cream guy yeah dude right yeah hell yeah meow um <laughs> i'm honestly shocked none of us picked the uh the nike air monarchs classic even... dad shoes oh yeah those when you become a dad, are you going like baggy khakis on the weekend with the Monarchs, pulling up to your no. son's baseball game, arms crossed? I'm still wearing the five-inch inseams with like white vans. Yeah, our kids are going to hate you. Be like, whose dad is like, whose dad's balls are hanging out of his shorts and his pants? I assume they're going to call your son Clausen as well. They're going to be like, Clausen, why is your dad like not wearing any pants right now? He's like, he is. You don't get it. Why are, why dad, wear longer pants. Ball? You're embarrassing me. It's for it's for movement and style. Movement, Dream comfort. functionality, speed Sport and comfort, out. speed and comfort. It's like you. I don't know if you guys ever ever heard this, but when Jalen Brown came to the NBA, he ordered like when they were doing his fitting, he got his shorts a size too small so they would be shorter. Yeah, and his exact reasoning was because they were like easier to move in. Yeah, he he brought. Back the uh, short shorts. The short short should. wave is is coming back. Yeah, you brought them back as it should. Like when I was in middle school, I don't know if this is still like a middle school thing, but if, if my shorts didn't touch my knees, I was like, yeah. I think I'm gonna get made fun of today at school. Yeah, yeah. middle schools like, are weird. Yeah, dude, the the fear truly no bigger fear in my life than when I was in middle school, and like something I look back on as very silly now, and I was just deathly afraid, most mostly clothing related like what kind of shorts I was wearing or like, I don't know, very stupid things like the, the sleeves on my shirt, not being long, like stuff like that. And the fear of getting made fun of unbelievably or wearing one of the worst was wearing sweatpants on a day that it was like, it was like, it was like edge of like shorts or sweatpants and you wear the sweatpants. And then most people were in shorts. You're like, well, I, I I can't. Yeah, exactly. You're, You're like, you're gonna not be cold all day fucking like horrible, no, horrible. yeah that, there is no yeah. greater fear than like as a kid my mom would be like all right like what are you gonna wear today you should be like wear this like i don't want to wear that and be like look you're just gonna wear it. all your other clothes are dirty 
I would just like freak out. Some like there, I think there was a time where I just like refused to go to school because I was like, I I simply cannot show my face in like this pair of overalls right now. I refuse. I refuse. Oh, wow, that's a tough look. <laughs> I refuse to go to school in these right now. I was like I, uh... seven years old. Like mother, I am willing to negotiate. <laughs> I will give you an I will go to school refuse. today, but you will drop me off late, and we will do a load of laundry right now. That's the deal. <laughs> And you will pick me up Duncan on the way there. Yeah. Not um, two comments. Number one, I when I was very little as a kid, I used to have these, they were pants, but they had a zipper. So you could unzip the bottoms, so they become shorts. I don't know why. I don't know why more people haven't invested in this idea. It's funny you say that because I saw a TikTok the other I day. There's was this girl and she goes, Hey baby, let me unzip your pants. And he had those same pants. He unzips yeah. them and turns them into shorts. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why those are like frowned upon. That's like the greatest idea since sliced bread. Could you well, imagine? Can you imagine bringing a girl back? She's like, unzip your pants. And you're like, go into sport mode. <laughs> you're like, I'm ready to fucking work out. Ready to go. And uh, my se- my second comment has to deal with shoes. Do you guys remember like the the Kevin Durant basketball shoes when we were like in middle school and they were neon orange? Oh yeah. yeah. I, th- I thought they were the coolest things, and then I tried them on, and they're literally made of, like, plastic. They were the most uncomfortable things I've ever put on my feet. I think, like, if you didn't have at least, like, four brightly covered tones on your shoes, you, like, well, what are you wearing? I have a new answer to Matt's question. If I had to wear one pair of shoes for the rest of my life, it would be Zigtex. Those things Oh, yes! Those I feel like our older audience sick. just like doesn't even know what we're talking about with the Zigtex. They were I never owned a pair of those. Did you guys? I did. I did. You guys both. I like didn't. to think that I started the wave in like early, like late elementary school with Zigtex because I had a pair that was black and the Zig was um yellow. Oh I had, yeah, I had Zigtex basketball shoes too. Those were sick. I had my, the green Zigtex in middle school. I my sister bought me like the these like air max threes or something like that and they're like they're super dope shoes i think so now but like i didn't think that they were like were cool at the time so i was like i i don't know if i should like wear these or not because like what's the point of having having air in your shoe that doesn't make any sense to me i'm i'm 10 years old this there's no reason to have air in these shoes right now and uh she made me wear them and then somebody was like oh cool shoes and i was like oh these are cool shoes i just have no sense of style they're cool um two other comments about shoes quickly um in fifth grade well like kind of as a kid it was like a big deal to pick out a new pair i I usually get like a a new pair of sneakers once a year like that was kind of like the big deal like what am i going to pick out this year especially in middle school and uh so fifth grade i only I, i got like the most generic looking black basketball shoes you could ever pick out and those those were the shoes i rocked every day at school but I have pictures of myself running like a 5k in my town in these like fucking ginormous basketball shoes. And I clocked clocked in like a good time that I probably couldn't beat today. Probably because I'm a little out of shape too when it comes to cardio. So out of shape in cardio. But like I clocked in like a 24 minute 5k in these shoes in like fifth grade. And I was, that's impressive. I was, I I didn't, I didn't like realize that you weren't supposed to run in those. And then uh, they're alive. I like crossed the finish line and someone my like my dad worked with, he was like, wow, like you wore those in a race. And I was like, yeah, they're, they're sneakers. Imagine how much um, faster you would have been. 
if you wore running shoes? I don't know. I don't know. Probably too fast. Probably way too fast. And my other comment about shoes, simply don't remember, except for the fact that one year I customized Nike shoes and they were the most brightly colored, disgusting shoes of all time. Yeah. Something about middle schoolers in, the, in neon colors. Just don't, I don't know. There you go. Uh, that was a great question, Matt. Uh, next one comes in from Matt too. Uh, he asked, would you live a full year in Alaska if you were given a nice house? Absolutely. Yeah. Alaska. I hear Alaska is beautiful. Yeah. I mean, the sunlight is kind of like screwed up there, but that'd be, that'd be dope for a year. Alaska gets a bad rap. I agree. Let me see. Can't you see it's the only 35 right now? Alaska? It's not that bad. We, do we have any Alaskan listeners? We might have gotten like one download there one time. Let me let me see how many how many downloads we've ever gotten from Alaska. I'm gonna go behind the hood, Gone Bridge. Inside Gone Bridge. Ding, ding, ding. Actually, we're about to hit a big milestone. I'm not gonna say what, but uh, we have gotten. Let me do the math. 40 downloads from Alaska in the time that this show has been alive. Wow. So there you go. Another one or no more? Uh, I believe there's one more. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, it was just the last part was honestly the best part and had all your bills and expenses paid for. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I'm there. I'm I'm there, Matt. You you tell me when I'm on the next flight day. Dude, yeah, I'd live there forever, not just a year. If, if my all my expenses were paid for me, it'd be for the sure. life. The life. For sure. I'm totally in on that. Give me MLB TV. In a decent <laughs> house. Um, I like it. Uh, you guys got any thoughts on the Devers and Bogart's contract extension extension situations? Devers uh, has got to get done. Yeah, give them the money that they want. I heard that there was a second offer made to Devers that was like, quote unquote, more in the ballpark, no pun intended, of like what they, what Devers was looking for. I think that if they don't extend Bogarts, then Devers is going to want out too. So, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I agree fully there. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Xander's definitely going to opt out after this year. Um, just please pay them, hon. Just pay them. Please, I don't. I don't need. I. I physically cannot deal with another year plus of what we had to go through with Mookie. About is he going to sign? Are we going to trade in this? This like I. I can't. I can't deal with that again. I, I simply can't. My heart can't take it. Exactly. Um, Clausen. Uh, I don't know why you came to me. I got nothing. Okay. You know what? Actually, I do have a revelation. Do you? You guys ever own a Kindle when you were kids? Yeah, I had a Kindle Dude, Fire. This is this is a classic like 2012 episode. Uh, like, no, I didn't, but my sister did have a Kindle. Not the ones with like the electronic screen, but the ones that like it was like black like and the, white. Yeah, yeah. I'd never had one, but I I mean I know what they are. When they would die, they would like run out of battery. They blow up. Yeah. Wow. It kind Seems of it's like kind they of had a recall. They had a, uh, they would give like a, a message on it that would just be like, you know, plug in your Kindle like this and that. And I was going through my closet when I was home a couple months ago. And that message is still there. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't touched my Kindle in maybe eight years. That thing never officially died. I want to see if I can find it. Cause it's read, ridiculous. Read more. Go see if you can find that. I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Yeah. To see All that. right. Give me a second. All right. Um, 
Steve, what was your what? What, what? I got one like random question for you. Uh, what was your favorite iPhone app from like when you were a middle schooler? Like your your go to game? My go to game? Yeah, like you're an Angry Birds guy or? No, I was never a big Angry Birds guy. Mm-hmm. I liked Fruit Ninja a lot, but yep. my favorite one, I think my high score in Jetpack Joyride was so like atrociously high that I can't even imagine the amount of hours that I spent playing that game in in middle school i can't even imagine i was gonna pick that too i also was a big cut the rope guy cut the rope was solid yeah that was a good game I'm trying to think what else you ever play a uh, doodle jump i was never a huge fan of that uh, i liked doodle jump yeah i like the I, high I like score doodle. games better than the puzzle games like the level games didn't do it for me high score games where's where's my water yeah plus what was your favorite like iphone app game from middle school jesus we got cut the rope and jetpack joyride. Uh, Temple Run was fun. Oh, Temple that's Run, a classic. 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 Subway Surfers was good. Like any of those, like running yeah. games, are sick. I agree. I agree. All right. I found the let, Kindle. Let's see the Kindle. I'm very curious. Let's, so it's for the people who who won't see this. I don't know if we'll make this into a clip, but it says connect your Kindle to a power source and charge it until this screen disappears. This may take up to thirty minutes. If you continue to see the screen after your charge. You'll need to reset your Kindle. Unplug it from the power source, then slide and hold the power switch for 15 seconds. We're going to see if... Nope, completely dead. Nope. But, like, how is this still here? This hasn't been plugged in a good 8, 10 years. I have no, no. idea. That's wild. You're going to want to contact sorcery. Jeff Bezos on that one. <laughs> They've been recording you for the past 8 years. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. On to you. Yeah. For sure. For sure, kid. Um, I don't, I want to talk about this quickly before closing out the ninth, because I view closing out the ninth as kind of last thoughts. And I don't think this deserves a spot there, but, uh, the tributes today to Jerry Remy, obviously passed away this off season due to cancer and, you know, first game back on the field with Adam, it was weird not having him in the booth. Um, they got the patches on the sleeve. They had the little icon on on tv um it, i mean it was weird i i miss jerry a lot but i thought they did uh they did a good job honoring him today yeah i thought it was a really nice tribute i thought dave and Eck said like a lot of nice things i think that they represented like all of red sox nation really well and kind of grouped us in like with themselves which i thought was like really nice you know it's sad but like dave said he didn't think that Jerry would want people to be sad today on opening day because it's such a, a happy occasion. And just seeing the, the patches on the jerseys was really, really nice too. So I think it was really, really well done. Glossin? It was weird not having him in the booth. I'll say that. Like I was watching the game waiting for him to say something. And I was like, wait, he's not there. Yeah. Then it hit me. And that it sucks. sucks. Yeah. It sucks. Um, they had a special on Ness and I, I wasn't able to catch it the other night. And uh, I know Don Orsillo said a lot about him and uh, what's uh, what's his name? Tom Karen was interviewing in Don. And I was just like, how There's did we nothing let, better? How did we let this man Don get away? Jerry. Like, I, I know that was the best, the best crew. In fact, today on, on the radio, when we were coming back from breaks, we were playing sound bites of Don and Jerry's, best hits basically like we had the pizza throw the pizza. boob grab you had the the tooth 
you had Jerry falling off the desk. I mean, there's there's so many more countless just awesome moments. The grasshopper with Garen. Up oh, yeah. They hit the grasshopper. Um, Jerry's the best, obviously. You now he uh, he's he's missed and it's going to be it's going to be weird this year without him, even though he was, you know, in and out of the booth the last couple of years. But you always just kind of thought that, you know, he'll be back soon kind of thing, yep. even with the uh, time that he spent out of the booth uh, last few seasons. But now it's just different. And, you know, RIP Jerry, thanks for thanks for the memories. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, been a pretty loaded show. Got a lot of stuff, a lot of good content today. We will close out the ninth. Closing out the ninth. Random thought. I've been seeing Clausen in the uh, in the gym a lot the uh, past like week and a half. That's fun. Clausen's out here getting getting swole for the still to to date to be determined ninety mile per hour throwing competition. I. I can't make any promises when that's going to happen. You know, inclement weather, whether this weekend, Clawson's home now too. So we're going to make it happen as soon as we can. Still Definitely don't think Clawson's going to harder than me though. The end of the school year. Last week, we had some scheduling conflicts. Um, we're trying to have um, one of our buddies who is, he works for like a video production company and does like a really good job. So we're going to, we're trying to manage our schedules with his schedules so that he can help us film it and make like a really nice video for you guys, because this has been such a hyped up event. We wanted to make sure that it's going to be as good as possible. We probably could have, you know, shot down to the field at some random moment this week and filmed uh, the video with like one of our iPhones, but that wouldn't be, that would be kind of shitty. So we want to make it as good as possible. So just keep being patient with that and stay on the lookout. Good call. Yeah. It's going to be, it is going to be a very cool video when it comes out. We just, timing is uh it's tough it's tough yep. we're all super busy junior year i know for these two is probably yeah, super busy i'm about to graduate we're everybody's doing our best right now so doing our best we're gonna at least keep the show coming but uh yeah it's a it's a busy time for all of us uh i got two things really quick i don't know if you guys saw i tweeted something out on my personal account about this and it got like 12 retweets which for me is a ton uh fangraphs MLB predictions had the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Blue Jays, and the Rays all winning 88 games this year. And I was like, you know, you might as well just circle A, B, C, D on your test. And, and you know, one of them is going to be right. Like, that, that's a wild prediction. Um, that gave me a good laugh. And then uh, another good laugh. Klaus, I don't even know. You might – this even might be what you're going to touch on. Danny Santana gets busted for steroids this week. Is that why he ran home so fast to win us the ALDS last year? All I'm saying is this proves again this is a this is a good case for Barry Bonds to get in the Hall of Fame because of guys like Danny Santana who hit 123 and hit like one homer a year are getting busted for PEDs. Then clearly PEDs do not affect the greatness of your abilities. And I, I'd like to put on the record that I never want to pray on a man's downfall. Sucks to see someone get suspended for like 80 games. But oh, dude, they, they made roster. the choice themselves. They know what they're putting in their yeah. bodies. But at the same that. time, if there was anybody on that roster who was going to get busted for PEDs and I'd be okay with, it would be Danny Santana. Get him out of the roster. Cut him. 
He's not. He's not bringing value to this team. Is he still in the Red Sox organization? He can't be. No, he's not. No, he's, he's a not. free agent. Yeah, he's not. So is Garrett Richards. Hmm. Um, Someone signed Garrett Richards. I I want to talk more about Garrett Richards. Someone bring him back. Um, my closing out the night thought is Steve alluded to. 90 mile an hour contest. My shoulder feels really bad. <laughs> so I've, I've noticed when I raise my arm, get to like here and the back, it just feels like very loose and slippy and painful. So that's probably not good. I'll probably require some sort of Tommy John surgery. Tommy John's in your the elbow, elbows. brother. Huh? Isn't Tommy John in your elbow? Well, yeah, but something I've learned from my my experience with arms is that when your shoulder starts to give out, then your elbow picks up the slack, and that's why guys have elbow discomfort and therefore Tommy John surgery. Okay. Good point. I will say, I woke up this morning. This is a weird coincidence. And my elbow, it, like I can't, I can't bend my arm like a full. It, it's like. I don't know. It feels it. Some something's up with it. Uh, hopefully, I'll sleep it off tonight. I don't know. Sounds like we might need to adjust the Vegas lines on this. <laughs> it's not going to stop me from throwing absolute gas next week. Sixty poo. Get out of here. <laughs> um. So, anyways, there you go. First gone at Gone Bridge episode of the twenty twenty two season. Tough loss today, but still got two more in the Bronx. Hopefully we can take the series. Appreciate everyone for tuning in. Red Sox baseball is back. Let's get pumped. It's going to be a hell of a season. Excited to share it with you guys. Keep bringing you more content. So don't forget to subscribe to our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to our podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Gone Bridge Podcast and Twitter. Did I fuck that up too? No. Okay. And Twitter at Gone Bridge. We'll be back next week with episode 80 and hopefully some wins on the Red Sox belt. But until then, see ya!